We love the Employee Retention Tax Credit and what it does for clients. Find out if you qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. As the first and only CPA firm in the country solely offering ERC services, JWC has helped thousands of businesses claim over $500 million in tax refunds. We're a licensed and regulated CPA firm committed to client education without the gimmicks and deception of unlicensed ERC companies. Learn how to qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Welcome to The Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Jim Markham, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, thank you very much, man. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to uh, have you here. You have uh, quite the story and quite the the, the resume of your involvement in the hair care world. And you and I were chatting a few minutes uh, before the recording and you said, you know, that's all that I've ever really done. And it, it was quite uh, the adventure. So I'm excited to, uh, to, to dig in here. I always like to, to talk about what, what got us to present day right now and really the, the backstory to add some context. The show, we like to dig into the good, the bad and the gritty parts of the startup world. But a lot of that has to do with, the startup process in general. And then obviously there's always a story associated with that. So let's go back to the beginning of the story before um, you were active as a startup and as an entrepreneur and as a business owner in there, where did this all start? Where did you find the initial interest in wanting to uh, 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 be part of the beauty industry and and hair care industry? It's a a great question. You know, I, I uh, was a, a 15 year old father of a, of a daughter and had to go to beauty school or barber school to, to learn how to make a living really. So that's how I got started out of of, uh, necessity. But I I found I was really good at cutting hair and I started entering competitions and I won the national championship and the Southwest championship and the uh, silver medal in the hair Olympics. And, then I met a guy named Jay Sebring, who was really like the the father of, of men's hairstyling. He started it, and I kind of finished it. But uh, uh, I I called him up, and he took my call, and I said, "Hey, look, I'm charging five dollars a haircut, and I won all these awards. You're charging fifty. I'd like to learn how. I'd like to see what you're doing that's different than what I I'm doing." But he had a product line called Sebring Products that I was really interested in distributing early. I thought it was a good idea to do. I, I don't know why exactly, but I met Jay and he said, let's cut a head of hair. You cut one half and I'll cut the other half and we'll see who's better. And I thought, Oh, great. I'm going to show him I'm better than he is. And he did something I, I never saw before. And that was cut shape into the hair and it looked wonderful. And you could leave hair long. You could, you know, which really kind of made us was being able to leave long hair long and cut shape into it. So I ended up doing a Sebring franchise in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and became a four-state distributor of Sebring product. And that went real well. Um, I'm not quite sure where you want me to leave off. I mean, I started with with the barbershop, and I did a Sebring franchise, and I became a distributor. So Jay Sebring was killed in the Manson murders with Sharon Tate and, and – uh, uh, Jay Sebring and you know there was a few killed in that murder and when he got killed I I was his protege and 
he was my mentor and I knew immediately I was going to go to California and take over his company because he'd always mentioned if anything happens to me, you're the only one that can do it. I want you to take over. So I did. And I started cutting, you know, Paul Newman's hair, Johnny Carson, Robert Redford, Steve McQueen, Frank Sinatra, and, wow. and many another 50 more. Um, and, uh, and I made Sebring successful. I started getting it going in any way. His father came along and bankrupted and, I bought it out of receivership with my publicist and another partner. And then we owned Sebring and six months later it's profitable. And uh, we had a lawsuit and I got, I, we got all cast out. Uh, a receiver was appointed and I never had possession of Sebring again, but um, I, I owned, I, I got half their salary for 20 years uh, in order to leave. And then I got the right to start another company called Markham Products, which was for men and doing very similar to the same thing. And then I did that for eight years and I sold that and I started ABBA Pure Natural Products. And I, I had that about eight years and sold that. And then I started a company called Pureology. Pureology was a rocket ship from, from start to finish. Um, I, I, you know, I got it going in a, about a year, took a year to put it together. And, and then six months later after shipping, I, it was, it was sold to L'Oreal for, for 280 million. So that went, really went well. Then I waited a few years and started Colorproof, And, uh, that went, went on for, it's just been not like nine years now, or maybe, maybe it's 10, but, um, it's quite a ride. I mean, I, I have over 50 years, five, five product lines. They all were successful. and. I learned a lot. Wow. So did you find that it was easier to continue to launch new brands every time you had had a successful launch of previous brands? Well, it was good and as bad. You know, the, the people that you used to sell to before, you know, like the ones, the ones you start with, they always uh, probably 80% of them or 70% say, you've sold me too good. I, I want to keep using my old product. Like if I sold them Sebring, they didn't want to change the Markham. If I sold the Markham, they didn't want to change the ABBA. So you have that, but you can get about 25, 20 to 30% of your old business is about all you can expect. So it's better in some ways and, and, and harder in some ways because like 70% or 75%, they don't want to change. They're happy with where they're at. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, again, in that, that type of line, it, did, did, you, did you find that the, the customers that you had were people that were, they constantly looked for something new or they become, they, they really became attached to the products that you were putting out? Well, that's, that, that's another good question because, you know, it's a what's new business. Uh, everybody, you walk in this line, you say, what's new? Right. You know, customers asking what's new, the stylists are asking what's new, but they, they will carry, you know, you know, five to 10 product lines and they're changing them out all the time, but they'll get their favorite one. What you want to do is become one of the top three lines they carry. And while they're looking for something new, they don't want to, they didn't want to take my line because it was similar to what I had before. You know, I always made the best shampoo, the best product, and they wanted something that somebody else made that was, was different. So it's, it's interesting. So it's pro and con. I, I, I think it's more pro than con, but there was some con in it. Sure. Absolutely. So what did you, what were some of the, the, the challenges that you found when venturing out and becoming a, a you know, a, a, a brand that was creating products that you were bringing out to the market? What type of growing and startup pains did you experience? Well, like go through this uh, assessment of doing a new product line. 
yeah, doing a new product line, just business in general, employees, vendors, um, yeah. capital, uh, etc. It, it, you know, I, I, having done it five times now, I, I, I know the process real well, but I'll, I'll take you to, in the beginning, you don't know vendors, you don't know where to go, you don't know what you should ask for, et cetera. But with me, I, I always found a lab and I negotiated after the first company, I got, they didn't know, I didn't get my formulas on the first company, but I did get them on the rest, the other four. I learned that you can negotiate the formulas. You just have to create a time period, which say, say three years, the formulas are yours. And then I made a caveat that I'll hold on to the formulas in case your product, your factory burns down. I need to have them. I got to get them reproduced. So yeah. I always negotiated that. Well, I just started developing shampoos, conditioners, spray, whatever I, I, I try to do. First product line I did four products. The second one I did six products. And then when I start, finally got to Purology, I did 12 products. And it was about the right amount. So you can have too few or too more, too many. So 10 to 12 was my sweet spot. And then you can put promotions together and get them out there. Then you develop the package and then you develop the names. And then you got to go through legal and pass them through. So you got naming your shampoo, conditioner, spray, and whatever you have. And, and then the legal part of it, you got to get them trademarked and registered that. And then you got to get the products developed, negotiate the agreement, the formula. And then you got to test them and then you got to do a 90 day stability test. So it takes about 10 to 12 months to get a product from start to finish in my, in my arena. And then developing a relationship for the lab, warehousing. We always contracted warehousing out that who warehouse it, ship it to, to the distributors. And then you got to, then after you get all that set up, now you got to start getting distributors. So I always try to get 10 to 12 distributors the first year, which is aggressive. And then another six, the, the, or six or seven the next year, and then up to 25 the third year, and then you had full distribution. I found uh, most companies take, that I had took three years to, to uh, start being profitable and having a positive cash flow. So um, Pureology was uh, profitable in its sixth month and never, never lost ground. Um, the first companies we did, uh, you know, I didn't have much money, uh, hardly any money to start pretty good with Sebring. I took over Sebring and then I bought it from the father who came in and put it in bankruptcy, sold it to its bitter, which is me and my group. Um, Sebring would have been a rocket ship, but we had a dispute and we we're out after six months. And, uh, uh, that went on for a year and a half. And then I started Markham products. Markham was pretty twice as successful as Sebring. ABBA was uh, pretty successful, and then Purology was crazy profitable. And then you know, it was always a non-compete. In the beginning, I signed five years. At the end, I signed two years. So you just learn that you don't want to be shut out of the market too early. But it was quite a ride. But from start to finish, there's there are steps. And I just line them up, piece of paper, what I need to do, and then cross them out and keep doing this all at the same time. Yeah, because there's so many there's so many uh, steps in the process on there, but you get, you get familiar with them, but that doesn't eliminate the steps. You just get better at, at doing them, right? It, you just get better and you know what to do. And you, you know, when you've got it, as opposed to keep looking for it. So it was a fun trip. I mean, I, I love doing it. it, it uh, and then you, then while you're developing all that, then you're trying to look for distributors at the same time and they don't want to look at anything until you got a finished product. Right. So you, you really can't get the servers until you're ready. 
And then you got agreements and then you got to get a, a territory and you got to assign. We always assigned a state or two or three uh, in the end was, was uh, how we got distribution. It's about 25 distributors. You, you really need to cover U.S. only and then about five distributors for Canada. Never did much international. Got it. Okay, cool. So um, it's, it, it was a process that you learned to continue to revise to be able to do multiple products. So that totally makes sense. So yeah, um, you, you've got a book that came out last year called Big Lucky. Let's talk about that for a minute. Big Lucky was something that I had friends and colleagues been telling me for 20 years from where I came from, which was an alcoholic uh, mother and a poor brain, upbringing. And uh, and starting out as a barber to to go from the, the low that I was in to the to where I got, which which is a very good place. It was um, a, a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And uh, they they said you got you got to put that in the book. And I was always hesitant because I said I don't have a good ending yet. And when I got a good ending, I thought, well, maybe it's time to write the story uh, of the ups and the downs because I think a lot of times people underestimate the the, the downs they're going to get and they quit. I think one thing you really must remember is that you were born to win. Uh, we were all born to win. We've got God-given talents to win. We choose to lose or we, we quit early. You know, born to win means you got to work like hell and, 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 and do everything you can do and don't quit. Another thing you remember is do not quit. You're born to win and keep that attitude. That will help you a lot, but then work like hell because it won't work unless you really work hard. Yeah, you can't replace, uh, you can't fake push-ups, I heard someone say one no. time. <laughs> no, that's right. You got to do them. <laughs> you, and you definitely have to, uh, you definitely have to put in uh, the, the work um, in, in order to to get the results um, th that you're looking for. And you guys have, uh, you, you and your wife are noted philanthropists too, with your efforts you've had with business and, and as well too. What what areas have you been able to support in a philanthropy? Well, we're, we're, uh, we're uh, sponsors and uh, honorees of City of Hope. We raised a, a little over a million three uh, for them. We also support uh, other cancer um, uh, causes. I can't recall what they are right this minute. And we do serious fun. You know, Paul Newman has a, a, a company, uh, or not a foundation called Serious Fun, and it's to support disadvantaged children worldwide. So I think he's got about 30 camps now. And we've been, and when he was alive, I didn't support it. I don't know why, but when, when, when he died and I saw what he was doing, I, I thought, I don't know why I didn't support that before. But so I've been supporting that, I don't know, 20 years, 20 years. So yeah, we, we believe it's really, you know, you got to give back. It's really a, a requirement to give back. I mean, you got it. You're here. You've been lucky. You know, you did it. You got to give back. Sure. Yeah, you're absolutely too much is given much is expected, right? Yeah. Plus, yeah, the, no, you, you gotta give, give back. Absolutely. And plus the joy of, of giving too. it never, uh, it never seems no, to disappoint. Right. It's, it's exactly right. Giving feels really good and you know, it's the right thing to do when you do it. I mean, I've never regretted giving anything away. No, I don't <laughs> think I, and I've never talked to anybody. I don't think I've met anybody that has either. So, well, I, <laughs> I you know, I commend you on your success uh, and your philanthropic efforts and what you've done and been able to show up for in the world and clearly make an impact for uh, what you've been able to do uh, within the beauty industry and as well as, uh, as the philanthropic efforts too. And, the, and congratulations on the book too. And it's always important to get that story out there. I believe our story is attached 
attached to someone else's story oftentimes and can be a catalyst for change in other people's lives if we're just willing to be brave enough to get our story out there. That's right. You know, we we uh we wrote a book with the in with the end game being that we wanted to help entrepreneurs be more successful and, and provide a sure uh, way of getting there. One of the things that uh, again I'm, I'll mention is uh, that when you fall down or, or or have a hard time, don't quit. Get up, dust yourself off, get back into the game. You're made to win. Absolutely. And I really give a lot of detail about that in my successes because I know I went broke twice uh, and had a lot of difficulties, but I didn't quit. I, I kept, I, I kept, kept in doing it, and I believed I could win. And sure, sure enough, I was, I was good enough. <laughs> Yeah, well, sometimes we got to get knocked off the bike to get back up and start pedaling again. That's just uh, that's just how that's how life shows up. I was going to ask you what what the best advice you have for startups and entrepreneurs are, but you just gave it. Don't ever give up. Keep doing the work. Keep showing up. Give back and do work that matters. Right. That's a, that's exactly right. Well said. Excellent. Well, hey, listen, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you, Jim. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for time. Take, thanks for time taking time out of your day uh, there in beautiful Hawaii to, to hang out with us and be here on the Grit Daily Startup uh, podcast and, and share your story and add some value to what we got going on here. We sure do appreciate it. And you have to come back some again sometime. Absolutely. Sebastian, you got a great show. You do a wonderful job. And I really appreciate being on your show. Thanks so much, Jim. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, buddy. Take, take care. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. (laughs) 